Dr. Balaga here. This podcast is on Moderna vaccine. It was approved on December 19, 2020 for COVID. General information. Dr. Anthony Fauci got the first dose of the vaccine. It was approved 11 to 0 by the FDA Advisory Committee. And there are already reports in the press about allergic reactions to it. You, you can expect a multi-dose vial with 10 doses per vial. Dosage is 0.5 mils. Age indications, 18 years of age and older. Schedule, two-dose two series separated by 28 days. A series started with COVID-19 vaccine, Moderna, should be completed with this product. Administer intramuscular injection in the deltoid muscle. How to thaw the vaccine? The vaccine may be thawed in the fridge or at room temperature. In the fridge between 2 degrees centigrade and 8 degrees centigrade or in Fahrenheit, 36 degrees Fahrenheit and 46 degrees Fahrenheit for 2 hours and 30 minutes. It can be thawed in room temperature between 15 degrees centigrade and 25 degrees centigrade, that is 59 degrees Fahrenheit and 77 degrees Fahrenheit for an hour. Vials that have not been punctured may be kept between 8 degrees centigrade and 25 degrees centigrade, that is 46 degrees Fahrenheit and 77 degrees Fahrenheit for up to 12 hours. Do not refreeze the thawed vaccine. How to prepare the vaccine? First, assess the recipient status, screen for contraindications and precautions, review vaccination history, follow aseptic technique, perform hand hygiene before vaccine preparation between patients when changing gloves, or at any time the hands become soiled. Unpunctured wires, check the expiration date, never use expired vaccine. Punctured wires, check the beyond use time, never use vaccine after the beyond use time. With the vial upright, gently swirl the vaccine. Do not shake. If the vial is shaken, contact the manufacturer. The mRNA is very sensitive to shaking and shaking can destroy the vaccine. Therefore, gently swirl the vaccine before withdrawing subsequent doses. Examine the vaccine. It should be white to off-white in color and may contain white particles. Do not use if liquid contains other particulate matter or is discolored. Using a new sterile alcohol prep pad, cleanse the stopper of the multi-dose vaccine vial. Choose the correct equipment, including correct needle size. Use a new sterile needle and syringe for each injection. COVID-19 vaccination providers must document vaccine administration in their medical record systems within 24 hours of administration and use their best efforts to report administration data to the relevant system for jurisdiction that is immunization information system as soon as practicable and no later than 72 hours after administration. Storage and handling. Store in a freezer or a refrigerator. The vaccine will arrive frozen between minus 25 degrees centigrade and minus 15 degrees centigrade, which is equivalent to minus 13 degrees Fahrenheit and 5 degrees Fahrenheit. A signature will be required when the vaccine is delivered. The ancillary supply kit will arise separately from the vaccine. Unpack the shipment following the manufacturer's direction.
how to store the vaccine in the freezer Va vaccine may be stored in the freezer between minus 25 degrees centigrade and 15 degrees centigrade that is minus 13 degrees Fahrenheit and 5 degrees Fahrenheit these temperatures are within the appropriate range for routinely recommended vaccines but the temperature range for this vaccine is tighter if storing the vaccine in a freezer will routinely rec with routinely recommended vaccines carefully adjust the freezer temperature to correct the temperature range for this vaccine both the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines are lipid nanoparticle formulated nucleoside modified mRNA vaccines encoding the prefusion spike glycoprotein of the SARS-CoV-2 virus that's the virus that causes COVID-19 under the emergency use authorization the Moderna vaccine can be administered to someone above the age of 18 years while the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine the age is equal to or above 16 years children and adolescents outside these authorized age groups should not receive COVID-19 vaccination at this time the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine series consists of two doses for Moderna that is 100 micrograms or 0.5 mils 28 days apart second doses administered within a grace period of less than or equal to four days from the recommended date for the second dose are considered valid however doses administered earlier do not need to be repeated the second dose should be administered as close to the recommended interval as possible however there is no maximum interval between the first and second dose for either vaccine is the uh, Moderna and Pfizer vaccine interchangeable the CDC does not state a product preference however these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines are not interchangeable with each other or with other COVID-19 vaccine products the safety and efficacy of a mixed product series have not been studied both doses of the series should be completed with the same product however if two doses of different mRNA COVID-19 vaccine products are inadvertently administered no additional doses of either product are recommended at this time recommendations may be updated as further information becomes available or other vaccine types example viral vector or protein subunit vaccines are authorized how about co-administering with other vaccines given the lack of safety and efficacy data of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines administered simultaneously with other vaccines the vaccine series should be administered alone with a minimum interval of 14 days before or after administration of any other vaccines. If mRNA COVID-19 vaccines are inadvertently administered within 14 days of another vaccine, doses do not need to be repeated for either vaccine. Booster doses. The need for and timing of booster doses for mRNA COVID-19 vaccines has not been established. No additional doses beyond the two-dose primary series are recommended at this time. Reporting adverse events. Adverse events that occur in a recipient of a COVID-19 vaccination are required to be reported to the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, BAERS. FDA requires vaccination providers report vaccination administration errors, serious adverse events, case of multi-system inflammatory syndrome, in case of COVID-19 that result in hospitalization 
or death after administration of COVID-19 vaccine under EUA. Reporting is encouraged for other clinically significant adverse events, whether it's clear that a vaccine caused the adverse event or not. For further assistance with reporting to VAERS, call 1-800-822-7967. What to expect after getting a COVID-19 vaccine? The side effects may feel like a flu and may even affect the ability to do daily activities, but they should go away in a few days. On the arm where you get the shot, you may have pain and swelling. Throughout the rest of the, your body, you may have fever, chills, tiredness and headache. If you have pain or discomfort, talk to your doctor about taking an over-the-counter medicine such as acetaminophen or ibuprofen. To reduce pain and discomfort when, 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 where you get the shot, apply a clean, cool, wet washcloth over the area. Use or exercise your arm. To reduce discomfort from fever, drink plenty of fluids and dress lightly. How about vaccination of persons with a SARS-CoV-2 infection or exposure? Data from clinical trials indicate that the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines are safe in persons with evidence of prior SARS-CoV-2 infection. Vaccination should be offered to persons regardless of history of prior symptomatic or asymptomatic SARS-CoV-2 infection. While testing to assess for acute SARS-CoV-2 infection or serologic testing to assess for prior infection solely for the purposes of vaccination decision-making is not recommended. Vaccination of persons with known SARS-CoV-2 infection should be deferred until the person has recovered from acute illness if the person had symptoms and have met the criteria for them to discontinue isolation. This recommendation applies to persons who develop SARS-CoV-2 infection before receiving any vaccination dose, as well as those who develop SARS-CoV-2 infection after the first dose, but before the receipt of the second dose. While there is otherwise no recommended minimum interval between infection and vaccination, data suggests that the reinfection is uncommon in the 90 days after initial, initial infection, Thus, persons with documented acute SARS-CoV-2 infection in the preceding 90 days may delay the vaccination until near the end of this period, if desired. How about persons who have previously received passive antibody therapy for COVID-19? Currently, there are no data on the safety and efficacy of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine in persons who receive monoclonal antibodies or convalescent plasma as a part of COVID-19 therapy. Based on the estimated half-life of such therapies, as well as evidence suggesting that reinfection is uncommon in the 90 days after initial infection, the vaccination should be deferred for at least 90 days as a precautionary me measure until additional information becomes available to avoid inter interference of the antibody treatment with vaccine-induced immune responses. How about persons with a known SARS-CoV-2 exposures? No data are currently available on the use of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine for post-exposure prophylaxis, that is vaccination to prevent development of SARS-CoV-2 infection in a person with a recent exposure. However, current evidence suggests this would be an ineffective strategy. The median incubation period of SARS-CoV-2 is 4 to 5 days, whereas the currently authorized mRNA COVID-19 vaccine consists of two-dose series 
and it takes one to two weeks following the second dose before a person is considered fully vaccinated. Thus, persons in the community or outpatient setting who have a known COVID-19 exposure should not seek vaccination until their quarantine period has ended to avoid potentially exposing healthcare personnel and other persons to SARS-CoV-2 during the vaccination visit. How about individuals residing in congregate healthcare settings, example long-term care facilities where exposure and transmission of SARS-CoV-2 can occur repeatedly for long periods of time and in residents with a known COVID-19 exposure. These patients can be vaccinated. These individuals can be vaccinated. In these settings, healthcare personnel are already in close contact with residents, example entering patient rooms for therapy and evaluation, and should employ appropriate infection prevention and control procedures. So administering COVID-19 vaccine should not result in additional exposures. Residents of other congregate settings, example correction and detention facilities, homeless shelters, with a known COVID-19 exposure may also be vaccinated. In order to avoid delays and missed opportunities for vaccination, given the increased risk for outbreaks in these settings, it is important to vaccinate. However, where feasible, precautions should be taken to limit mixing exposed individuals with other residents or staff, except those essential for the provision of vaccination services, who should, who should employ appropriate infection and control procedures. Persons residing in congregated settings, such as healthcare and non-healthcare, with an exposure who are awaiting results of SARS-CoV-2 testing may be vaccinated if COVID-19 is not strongly suspected. For example, when facility-wide testing is conducted because exposures have occurred in the facility, and this testing co coincides with the period when a vaccination event is planned, those persons in whom COVID-19 is not strongly suspected may be vaccinated. Although not contraindicated, vaccination may be deferred pending outcome of testing in persons strongly suspected of being infected with COVID-19. However, viral testing for acute SARS-CoV-2 infection solely for the purpose of vaccine decision-making is not recommended. How about vaccinating uh, persons with underlying medical conditions? The mRNA vaccines may be administered to persons with underlying medical conditions who have no contraindications to vaccination. Persons with HIV infection or other immunocompromising conditions or who take immunosuppressive medications or therapies. There's no data to show that the vaccine is safe and efficacious in these groups. Persons with stable HIV infection were included in the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine trials, though the data remains limited. Therefore, immunocompromised indiv individuals may still receive COVID-19 vaccination if they have no other contraindications to vaccination. However, they should be counseled about the unknown vaccine safety profile and effectiveness in immunocompromised populations. This is true in patients with autoimmune conditions too, and in patients with a history of Guillain-Barre syndrome, and in a patient with the history of Bell's palsy. The case of Bell's palsy reported following vaccination in participants with both 
the Pfizer BioNTech and the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is no more frequent than expected in the general population and as and the FDA has not concluded that these cases were causally related to the vaccination. Post-authorization safety surveillance will be important to further assess any possible causal association. In the absence of such evidence, persons with a history of Bell's palsy may receive mRNA COVID-19 vaccine unless they have other contraindications. In the occurrence of Bell's palsy, following mRNA COVID-19 vaccination should be reported. Similarly, to date, there are no cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome reported following vaccination among participants of both the Pfizer-BioNTech and the Moderna COVID-19 vaccination clinical trials. Again, patients with a history of Guillain-Barre syndrome may receive mRNA vaccine unless they have other contraindications. How about vaccinating pregnant or lactating individuals? Observational data demonstrate that while absolute risk is low, pregnant people with COVID-19 have an increased risk of severe illness, including illness resulting in ICU admission, mechanical ventilation, and death. Additionally, there might be an increased risk of adverse pregnancy outcomes such as preterm birth. There are currently few data on the safety of COVID-19 vaccines, including mRNA vaccines, in pregnant people. Limited data are currently available from animal studies. No safety concerns were demonstrated in rats with received Moderna COVID-19 vaccine prior to or during gestation in terms of female reproduction, fetal embryonal development or postnatal development. Studies in pregnant individuals are planned and vaccine manufacturers are following outcomes in people in clinical trials who become pregnant. mRNA vaccines are not live vaccines. The mRNA in the vaccine is degraded quickly by normal cellular processes and does not enter the nucleus of the cell. Based on the current knowledge, experts believe that mRNA vaccines are unlikely to pose a risk to pregnant person or the fetus. However, the potential risks of mRNA vaccines to pregnant persons and fetus are unknown because these vaccines have not been studied in pregnant people. If pregnant individuals are a part of a group that is recommended to receive COVID-19 vaccine, example healthcare personnel, they may choose to be vaccinated. A conversation between the individual and the clinical team may assist with decisions regarding the use of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine, though a conversation with a healthcare provider is, is not required prior to vaccination. In making a decision, pregnant people and their healthcare providers should consider the level of COVID-19 community transmission, the patient's personal risk of contracting COVID-19, the risk of COVID-19 to the patient and potential risk to the fetus, the efficacy of the vaccine, the side effects of the vaccine, and the lack of data about vaccine during pregnancy. Side effects can occur in COVID-19 vaccine use in pregnant people, similar to those expected among non-pregnant people. Pregnant people who experience fever following vaccination may be counseled to take acetaminophen as fever has been associated with adverse pregnancy outcomes. Acetaminophen may be offered as an option for pregnant people experiencing other post-vaccination symptoms. There are no recommendations for routine pregnancy testing before receipt of COVID-19 vaccine. Those who are trying to become pregnant do not need to avoid pregnancy 
after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. What about lactating individuals? There are no data on the safety of COVID-19 vaccine in lactating individuals or the effects of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine on breastfed in infants or breast or milk production or excretion. mRNA vaccines are not thought to be of risk to breastfeeding infants. A lactating person who is a part of a group recommended to receive COVID-19, example healthcare personnel, may choose to be vaccinated. More in the CDC website on contraindications and precautions, allergic reactions, reporting vaccine ad adverse events, and interpretation of SARS-CoV-2 results in vaccinated persons.